What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And we've been married for three years. On Tuesday. Because the episodes come out on Mondays. But July 16th. And not like a random Tuesday. We've been married for three years on July 16th, 2019. Woo. Liz, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Was it a good week? It was. My boss was not in work this week, so uh, I had the whole office to myself. Yeah. Um, and then I got to leave early on Thursday because uh, there was no AC in the building. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. So. And Thursdays are my Friday, so I had like a two and a half day work week. Yeah, speaking of hot, if you uh, watched last week's episode, you'll you were watching us sweat profusely. Adam, more on, than I. Yeah, on camera. But we've moved the studio down to a cooler part so that you won't be seeing us sweat every single episode because summertime is hot. Especially if you live in Long Island. The humidity here is for real. Yeah. Uh, I was I was listening to Good Game Great Game podcast and they live close to us and they were recording their episodes and they they were like talking about in the audio like how much they're sweating and how much like like heat is going into their studio so yeah it's it's crazy yeah so we decided just like let's just move it to a different section and now it's much much cooler and we don't need the AC on so pristine audio so uh, with that in mind. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of our show, and we're going to be talking about movie minutes, we're going to be talking about top three gaming news, as well as a gaming topic, which, if you see the title, there's the gaming topic. But before we get to those sections, we just want to remind everybody to follow us on the social medias. You can follow us at Twitter, at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually, be friends with us, and just uh, have a li nice little chat with us on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can see updates about the podcast, gaming memes, and just behind-the-scenes photos of the podcast. So follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Also, check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the episodes from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the episodes, including Player FM, Radio Public, uh, every single kind of medium platform. You can find it on the website. And finally, if you are listening to us on the audio version, definitely give us a rate and review your honest feedback so that uh, we can rate it on the podcast. If you would like me to read uh, your review on iTunes on the podcast, just email us contact at gamesandgroceries.com and just say, hey, Adam. Can you read my review on the podcast? And I will read it in this voice. No, please or, don't. Or whatever voice you wanted me to. No, don't, don't request a voice, please. I'm doing the voice. Voices are creepy. Games and groceries. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, finally, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, definitely subscribe because we're going to have video podcasts like this every single week as well as some bonus videos. There are plans in the future to give you more content, but you can count on these video podcasts every single week on monday so definitely subscribe to us down below hit that notification bell so that every monday you're notified as well as write down in the comments of your thoughts about the podcast what do you think about our subject what do you think about the gaming news uh definitely tell us in the comments down below and if you enjoy it definitely give us a like on the video because that helps out the, uh the channel a lot the more likes we get on the videos the more of the algorithm uh, will send us into youtube so if you actually enjoyed the episode, 
give it a like. If you didn't like it, eh, give us a dislike and tell us in the comments why you didn't like it. With all that said and done, let's just move into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a section where we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, and we want to tell you if we recommend it or we don't recommend it. And this week's movie is actually free on Hulu and on Amazon Prime. And this is a movie that came out, I believe, last year? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Towards the end of last year. And this is a movie called The Spy Who Dumped Me, which stars Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's just go into opening thoughts. Liz, Spy Who Dumped Me, starring Mila Kunis. What do you think? Opening thoughts. It was a decent movie. Yeah. It was... Um it was funny. It's definitely something that you would more watch with, like, your best girlfriend. Yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't really a movie for everybody. Yeah. And it's not even a movie that you watch by yourself. Yeah. I When we were sitting there watching, I was like, this movie's not my favorite, but I'm like, but I can see me watching this with Elena, who's my best friend. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, we would, like, crack up dying at this, at this movie if it was me and her. But, like, me and you, it's like, oh, this is funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we just want to talk about the more um, grittiness. We're not we're not going to spoil anything from the movie, but we just want to talk about what we thought about the movie mm -hmm. as we were watching it. And my first note on here, I have three notes, and the opening kind of contrasted between a spy film and a comedy film, and mm -hmm. the in the way that the camera was. Uh, when you're on a comedy film, you you have a very steady camera, the higher saturation. Uh, and it moved in all angles of the room, whereas a spy film, they lowered the saturation. It was a shaky cam, and it made it more mm -hmm. uh, serious and gritty. So it tried to portray, like, this is now a spy movie. This is now a comedy movie. Yeah. To me, it felt almost cheap and unnecessary. I feel like th what they tried to do was make a movie not only for girls, but also right. for a couple. Yeah. So, like, hey, hon, can you take me to this movie? It's a girl movie, but it has spy and action stuff in it. Yeah. Like, it was that way of, like, let's make a compromising movie for couples. Yeah. You know, so. And that's what I mean. It just, um, it came off as unnecessary. Oh, I have a, I have Floki here. <laughs> um, that's, that's really common in this house. If you're a dog owner, write it down in the comments below. Uh, how much hair uh, gets Do in your you food and ingest? drink? So, but yeah, that that came in almost cheap and unnecessary. Yeah. I, I just didn't really enjoy yeah. it, and and I get why they were doing it because it's like, oh, it's a spy film, spy who don't yeah. mean. Uh, any other thoughts about that? Um, on that aspect, no. I mean, it was. I feel like they did it in an okay way. They they did the best they could. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I think it was that that part was okay. Like I enjoyed the storyline; it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, talking about the storyline, talking about the writing of the movie. Um, here's the thing: the movie had some charming moments. It it, it was very comedic. It, it some jokes worked, some didn't. By the way, here's Floki. If you're watching on YouTube, <gasps> look at Floki, but so the the film had some charm in it. The film had some charming situations, but but then it's. <laughs> But then it kind of went into the uh, lowest common denominator in that way where it, it had some raunchy humor. But again, kind of like the uh, in the opening sequence where I said it became unnecessary, mm -hmm. it felt like out of place. 
like there was a scene with a taxi uh, or the Uber driver, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it was it was very like charming and witty within it. Uh, yeah. And then they were in a car chase, and then the Uber driver just shouts out that he did meth before he did this. Like he did meth before he started driving. And I was yeah. just like. It, it, it was like moments like that where it's just like, okay, you're trying to go into raunchy humor, but it just felt almost out of place and it felt not really within the realm of the movie. See, to me, that wasn't so out of place as compared to other jokes in the movie. Like, yeah. I didn't mind that that much. I didn't feel like it was insanely out of place. Um, not out of place, but it was just um, it kind of leaped at you like, oh, for, yeah. forgot we're raunchy again. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be a raunchy movie, like commit to it. Yeah, but it really wasn't. It's not a raunchy movie. It just has like a select few moments that it's like, that's unnecessary. Well, that's what I mean. It was just like Um, for reference for Mm -hmm. anyone who's who's listening to this, like some people do enjoy raunchy Mm -hmm. humor. We don't. We uh, hated the movie Bridesmaids. There's your reference. Of where we land on the I didn't, scale. I didn't hate Bridesmaids. I hated it. I hated Bruno. That was stupid. Yeah. But um, that's that's just the thing. Anyway. It's like, <laughs> if you're going to be... That's why I appreciated Bridesmaids, because it committed yeah. to that humor. It committed to that. It was what it was. Whereas this movie, it had its charm. It had its, like, like girl yeah. best friend comedy humor in another country. Yeah. And then... All of a sudden, like, oh, here, here's like a bridesmaid joke. Yeah, like, um, the one that really threw me off. It was, it was the fact that they just kind of jumped out at you out of nowhere. Yeah, there was one, like, everything's going fine and dandy. We're doing stuff, and then they're in this hostel. Yes, and they're sharing a room with this like, like bigger guy, European guy. Like he had a thick accent. Yeah. Um, but he. He's like he meant he kind of mentions tortillas, lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. and had a lot of cheese. And then it, they show they like give the noise in the bathroom, and I'm just like, we didn't need that. Yeah, that was not necessary to this movie or to this scene. He could have mentioned it, and we could have moved on. Like we didn't have to be there for it. Yeah, it it just felt like. I don't know. It just felt like in the writing room that, oh, oh, we need this kind of humor. So just uh, sprinkle it in here and there. But like they I, went, oh, they're in a bathroom. We can do a poop joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which brings me to my final note on this movie. Brings me on my final note is that it felt like this movie was 15 minutes too long. Yeah. There were a couple times where I was like, isn't this over yet? And we had like an yeah. hour left. It didn't know how to land the plane. Yeah. To, to me, it felt like the movie. Now, what was it? Two hours long? Like um, an hour and 57? It was an hour 57 minutes. An hour 57. And it felt like the plane came in for a landing, got to the tarmac, and then went back up in the air again. Like, oh, no, we're not done. Exactly. We're and only an hour in. Yeah, because I, I remember looking at the clock like, wait, it shouldn't be over yet. And then it right yeah. right back up. Yeah. And to me, it felt like there could have been some cuts in this movie. Now, I'm fine with the whole landing and then like, oh, we're not done yet. Because if you do that right, it, it's actually mm-hmm. a pretty good twist. And you're like, oh, man, I wanted more of this. But they're the like, m- we have it. But this is yeah. like, don't worry, we're still going. But at the same time, it felt like for what it was, it was 15 minutes too long. So if this movie was an yeah. hour 45, I'll be yeah. like, fine. I think that would have been good. I won't even say that it was just half an hour too long. There, there wasn't a half hour's worth of cuts. Yeah, but there was just, just like 15 minutes. Yeah, and it just felt that much little longer. Uh, 
and I don't know. It it just to me like what what was this note? Oh, that's the other thing. Last note. It it had its bright spots though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it it definitely felt like a longer movie, and it, it just felt like why is this necessary? But it did have its bright spots. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst movie because there were some of the humors that that landed yeah. with me. There were some good jokes and. It was an interesting story. Right. The story as a whole is a good story. Mm -hmm. So since we have two minutes left, let's talk about our ratings. So what did you give it out of 10? I gave it a six. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, Now a six is just above average. Yeah, because like I said, I really enjoyed the storyline. But it was those raunchy jokes that I was just, they don't settle with me. I'm not. I just I don't know I've never I've never liked raunchy jokes or raunchy movies so those things like it wasn't advertised in that way yeah so I wasn't expecting it like if I saw a trailer and it had some of those jokes I would have been like no forget it yeah but so it was that kind of dropped the score a bit for me and the fifteen minutes too long so those three things are really um, what made it a little lower I was gonna give it a seven until the other two things came yeah. on. Yeah, and that's the thing. I gave it a straight five, and a five is just your average film. And, and that's what it was. It, this story felt like it's been done before, and it's not. It's really not for everybody, but that's the thing. The way it, it was marketed, it, it felt like it was supposed to be that quirky little movie. Mm-hmm. However, it just fell short in a lot of ways. However, like I said, it did have its bright spots. So I can't give it a four out of ten where it's below average because there were some jokes that actually landed mm-hmm. with me. Uh, and I actually, like like what you said, I, I enjoyed the plot for the most part. Yeah. But it just couldn't commit to what kind of movie it wanted to be. It just had this missing identity and yet a cliche film all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had it right at the five, five out of ten, just a very average film. Now, last little thing. I I kind of don't recommend this movie. I would recommend it to you and your friend. Exactly. So But not for everybody. It's more of two best girlfriends getting together for a girls' night, mm-hmm. eating ice cream, drinking wine. Yeah. That's this movie. It is a girls night eating ice cream drinking wine. It's yeah. a fat night movie. <laughs> a fat night movie. I don't know if anyone else calls that with their best friend, but me and my friend, we're like, you're sleeping over. It's a fat night. Yeah. <laughs> so and you, that's can, a, you can use it. I give you permission. But anything other than that situation, it's just I would yeah. not recommend this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just a fun time. It's 15 minutes too long, but it's one of those like fun just put it on because we need something just to watch, you know? Yeah. So that's what we think about uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, again, starring Mila Kunis and uh, Nate, uh, Nate McKinnon. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, he plays for the Colorado Avalanche. Kate oh, McKinnon. Geez. Yeah, Kate McKinnon. Um, yeah, so with that said, I think this is a perfect time to jump into our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is this gaming news that we saw in the past week and like we like to rate it three, two, one. And just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. So let's start with number three. And this is coming for a Netflix show, another video game. And it's not The Witcher, but The Witcher Netflix series is based off the books. But anyways, <laughs> Cuphead is being adapted into a, an animated Netflix show. 
Now, what I found interesting, and I just found this out, it's being animated by the owners of Popeye, Betty Boop. So it's going to be an older style of animation, which is really which awesome. Which is good because I would be really mad if it wasn't. Yeah. It, yeah, it's an older style, so it's being done right. And even more evidence that's going to be done right. It's uh, actually being uh, the executive producers are the makers of the game. This is coming from Chad and Jarrett. Uh, Moldenhauer, right, from Studio MDHR. So it's not only being animated by, like, the olden style of animation, but it's now being the executive producers of the makers of the game. Now, we know that this is an early pre-production because no writers and no voice actors have actually been announced for the show, but it has been announced that, listen... Netflix is making this animated series about Cuphead and Mugman. Mugman's going to be in it. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm thinking is that this is going to be more of a a world-building explanation of the game. It might be a prequel of the game, probably yeah. to sell more uh, titles. Maybe. Because I'm thinking that not a lot of people beat Cuphead. Um, some people <laughs> uh, pre-ordered the game and uh, played to World 2... And actually never beat it because he got so frustrated and cried into his controller. Um, so if this is kind of like what happens after Cuphead, yeah, I feel like it won't really grab a lot of audiences. Whereas if it's either world building or a prequel to the game, uh, what do you think this could be? Um, I really don't know where it would take place. It might just be kind of based off the idea. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to have like an old fashioned cartoon to watch. Like mm -hmm. I never I didn't watch Popeye or Betty Boop or anything like that growing up. Right. But I did watch Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I love Tom and Jerry. And I know it's not quite as old as mm. them, I don't think. Um, it's, it's pretty old, though. It's pretty old. But um, another idea was people were saying, like, do you think it's going to have voices? or Do you think it's going to be a silent one? Oh, yeah. I really hope it's a silent one. Because that's what yeah. I love about Tom and Jerry. My little sister, when we were younger, would be like, I hate this show. I hate that mm -hmm. there's there's no voices. There's no noise. And I'm like, exactly. It's so great. And that's the thing. I would rather it not have any voices and a great um, uh, a, a great oh, soundtrack. 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 We did it. Yeah. Uh, a great co uh, composition, a great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that's, that's exactly what Cuphead was. Cuphead didn't have mm -hmm. any voices. It was very text box, but the soundtrack was amazing. And that's why I think it. I think it will be a silent cartoon. I think. Yeah, I really hope so. Like the same music and things like that, um, and that is the style of old-fashioned cartoons. Mm -hmm. Are there? Most of them are silent with yeah. very or very few dialogue. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like I, I have a lot of hope for this. I can't wait for this to come out. I don't think it even said. Uh, a certain date. I'm starting to feel like this is going to come out in 2020 or 2021, but I'm starting to think that it might be like fall 2020. I We're going to see it's not 2021. That would be sad. Yeah. If it is going to be 2021, it's going to be like February, March. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking this will come out later next year. Uh, we'll probably hear more news about it probably on Twitter. So, if any updates come, we'll probably put it in the top three gaming news. But let's just move on to our number two gaming news. And this is some exciting news, actually. Mm -hmm. We're getting a new Assassin's Creed and a new Splinter Cell game. They're in development as an Oculus VR exclusive. Yeesh. 
So this kind of got me a little bit bummed because one, I don't play VR. I, I have a history with uh, epilepsy and sure, maybe it won't, but I don't like to take risks like that. And I have motion sickness, so I have a feeling yeah. that would make me die. <laughs> so this is the first time since 2013 that we're getting a new Splinter Cell game. And the first time we're getting another Splinter Cell game is in two ways. One, Sam Fisher is going to be in this Ubisoft um, mobile game, right? I can't remember what it's called, but I remember it had uh, all different characters from different uh, Ubisoft titles. And one of them includes Sam Fisher. Like, oh, look, it's, it's a Splinter Cell game. And then the second way we're getting new Splinter Cell content is from a VR title. Now, this could be cool just to, just to play as Sam Fisher in VR. That, that sounds pretty cool. Like, that's fine. Uh, same thing with Assassin's Creed. I would love to play Assassin's Creed in VR. That would be pretty dope. Uh, but it's just kind of disappointing that we've been waiting for a brand new uh, brand new entry into the Splinter Cell IP. And the only ways we're getting it is through an, a mobile game and through a VR title. Right. Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting, though. In this, in this article, it says that Oculus is actually getting heavily interested in buying multiple already established IPs from different studios, right? Uh, it's to drive more interest for their platform, right? So the Oculus VR, sure, it's it's selling a lot. VR is, it, here, here's the one thing I will say. VR is definitely not a gaming trend. It's not a gaming blip in the radar. Mm -hmm. VR is here to stay and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I can see that happening, but not as many people are interested in those VR titles. So what they want to do is buy already established titles to get people who are already fans of that IP, i.e. Assassin's Creed, like myself, and mm -hmm. Splinter Cell, so that you're interested in buying an Oculus VR. And I have a quote here, a part of a quote from a Facebook spokesperson, uh, Facebook being the, uh, be being the owners of Oculus, they say this, uh, we will focus on expanding our library and reaching broader gaming audiences for years to come. So it sounds like they're getting pretty heavy in just getting the gaming audience onto their platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that when you say like it's here to stay, I completely agree with that. I don't think it's just, just for now. I don't think it's a blip. I think it is here to stay, but I don't think right. it's ever going to become, like you said, a legitimate Mm -hmm. gaming platform because it's not going to be the mainstream platform yeah it's not everyone's cup of tea and they know that so yeah. and that's good as long as they keep that in mind that it's not going to be something that's going to win over a market yeah or move people because it is a very specific type of thing and there are a lot of um health conditions that prevent people from doing vr so right um, I think it's good as long as they keep in mind that they are a specific type of gaming market. It is a niche market, yeah. Yes. And, and that's just it. Is that like, it's not bad if you like VR. It's just even if I wanted to play VR, I or, or even if I could, mm -hmm. if it wasn't a risk, I don't know if I would want to. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because that that's just it. So like, I don't know. I want that um pc gaming like like i want that controller in my hands you know i i i want mm -hmm. to i don't know it, it just doesn't strike me as an interest so i'm all interested in playing a horror game on it that would oh be, yeah, that, yeah yeah that would be a new level of terrifying mm -hmm. that would be cool that would be cool 
So enough about that. Let's just move on to our number one gaming news. And everybody's talking about this. I'm pretty sure as you're listening to this, you know exactly what the number one gaming news is. That's right, folks. It's once in a lifetime where we talk about Nintendo on this podcast. Nintendo has finally announced the Switch Lite. And it's exactly what we thought it would be. Yep. Now, what's funny is that we've been rumoring the Switch Lite. Not we, not the podcast, but gamers in general the community the community of uh video games right have been speculating a switch light since the switch came out like we're, we were expecting a switch light uh just because that's kind of what nintendo does they they always make like the wii mini they also made the ds light uh so we were kind of expecting this now the switch light will sell for two hundred dollars $200, $100 less than the actual Switch or, or the Switch original. And it's going to come out September 20th of this year. And it's going to come in three colors, uh, yellow, gray, and turquoise. Uh, you said you like the turquoise. I do. I really like turquoise. I even like the yellow one. But I was I about get, to say. I would get turquoise. Yeah, because the color options kind of confuse me in a way. It, it's just kind of like. They're very random. They're very random. They're very... I don't want to say they're like... They're kids' like colors. here, we got boring gray. We have... Yeah, the gray is very dull. A pale, bright yellow, mm -hmm. and we have turquoise. Now... They all strike me, other than the gray, the, the yellow and the blue strike me as very girly. It, Not even yeah. childish, but girly. Like, I feel like... Yeah. And... It, yeah. And that's it. It just is. Just It's just a confusing choice in colors. Yeah. Now, Shipwreck from the CAD cast, he made a good point... And I'm wondering the same thing. Why not release it? You know the Joy-Cons for the original Switch, the red and the blue? Yeah. Why don't they make it in those shades of colors? I don't know. Maybe they intend been awesome. to later. Maybe they are trying to f hit a more female market. Maybe they notice they have more boys and men. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Because the marketing for this is also pretty confusing. I thought this would be marketed towards kids. You know, the Switch Lite is well, more durable. The commercial, the commercial was, was like... all like teenagers. Yeah, like young adults and teenagers. Yeah. By the way, what irked me, when you went to the skate park and you got your little Switch lights and you bring it out, do not sit on the obstacles at a skate park. I don't care who you are. I don't care how I many Switch lights you have. Do not sit on the obstacles with your Switch lights. Thank you very much. Rant over. So... But that, that's the thing. It marketed towards young adults. And, and here's the other reason. Now, I got a couple notes here, too. Uh, so very quickly, I don't know if the Switch Lite is for me, generally, just because yeah. when I'm on the go somewhere, if I'm on the go, it's just I'm driving to a meeting, I'm driving to a grocery mm -hmm. store, uh, I'm out and I'm going. So for me to take the Switch Lite, it, I don't think I would use it on the go. Yeah, my idea of on the go is something that could fit in your pocket yeah. or something. Like, I imagine, like, doctor's appointments or something mm -hmm. or something like that. But you can't fit that in your pocket. Like, you're literally carrying it around. Yeah. So, and, like, the regular, like, the base. Yeah, the base switch. Switch. Yeah. Is something that can collapse and fit in your pocket it is already portable like that was the well this is smaller than the regular switch well okay yeah let me rephrase that yeah not fit in your pocket but it was made to be portable right like they made the switch so that it's look it's a gaming system that you can dock at home and play on your tv 
or you can bring it with you. And yeah. so I didn't, I don't see the reason for making the switch light other than look, it's one solid piece Yeah. that you can't take apart and make smaller. Now that's the other thing. You know what this reminds me of? Now, before I say what it reminds me of, let me, let me talk what this game, th- what this doesn't have, right? The switch light does not have a TV mode, so you cannot hook it up to your TV. What's confusing is that it doesn't have a tabletop mode. It doesn't have this, it doesn't have a kickstand. Now, you're saying like, oh, why is that upsetting? Why, why, why should it need a kickstand? Well, it's because that they said that if you would like some Joy-Cons, it can hook up. You can link Joy-Cons or your Pro Controller to the Switch Lite. But here's the thing. Then you would need to prop it up on some books or make some like, like Jerry Rig uh, uh, way th- to yeah. stand it up. So why not just have this like nickel? All you need to do is put a little kickstand in the back. Yeah, that's it. Just like put like this little tiny piece of plastic so that it can stand up on its own if you want to connect a Joy-Con. So the fact that it doesn't even have this dinky little kickstand. I feel like I don't even understand. Now, I didn't know that you could hook up your, uh, your, Joy-Cons, your Joy-Cons to yeah. it or another controller to it. To me, like, why did they even make this then? That's if the thing. If you can use it as a regular Switch. Mm-hmm. Other than hooking up to the TV, why did they make it? I just don't understand because the Switch was marketed as a portable gaming system and yet they felt the need to make yeah. a worse version of it. So what this actually reminds me of, I don't know if our listeners remember this, but what the Switch Lite reminds me of is the Pop-Tarts Go. Do you remember that, though? The portable Pop-Tarts? You know what? I didn't like them for the portableness, but I really did like them. They tasted very good. How it marketed itself is that... Um, you had this uh this teenager that's in the house but you know they're they're late to school actually the commercial was uh there's this creepy guy like uh knocking on her door and she needed to be on the go so she had her pop tarts go so that she can eat her breakfast on the go and it's like these little sticks right sticks of pop tarts but then i'm i'm like watching the commercial i'm like isn't the whole point of the pop tart to be a portable breakfast why do we need a pop tarts go when the whole because point you don't need to toast this one it tastes fine without toasting well, it. same with pop tarts i know i'm just joking which by the way uh quentin from the greatest show on dirt he microwaves his pop tarts well, he's a monster so yeah, but that's what the about that. but that's what the switch light kind of reminds me of it reminds me of the pop tarts go of the switch where it's like it's it's already made to be portable yeah like i feel like they're literally doing it just to make more money like people are gonna be like the, yeah. the switch well light. any business wants to make money but know, at the same time like, it's i i hate how businesses it just seems like more often these days they're willing to do whatever mm-hmm. to make money even if it's something like they literally i feel like is a waste of money but i know people are gonna buy it anyway yeah that's the thing i i think this is gonna drive more base switch sales just because they're gonna see that in fact i've been looking at this and i said like well i don't really want the switch light because of the color scheme this color scheme doesn't really fit for me uh and if i want a switch i might as well get the one that has more features on it mm-hmm. i might as well spend a hundred dollars more just to get more features and uh and just play any game no matter what and be able to charge my Joy-Cons, so I might as well just buy the base Switch. And I think that the goal of the Switch Lite is to just drive more sales for the base Switch than anything else. Maybe. Now, there are still rumors, and there's it, there's even some uh, uh, trademark, uh, uh, trademark filings for a more powerful Switch. The rumors are still going that you're going to see a Switch Pro in the near future. I don't think so. 
I mean, maybe because we've seen the 3DS and the new 3DS. So I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I don't see them selling three different models of the Switches all at the same time. I don't think that's really Nintendo's game. No, I don't think that would make sense. But I did think of a bad consequence of releasing the light. What's that? Little Tommy would like a Switch for Christmas. Mom goes yeah. out to GameStop to get Little Tommy a Switch. Uh. And she and he wakes up Christmas morning and he sees the box but realizes it is a light yeah. and not a regular Switch. And that's the thing. Like, working at a GameStop... Do you know how many times I had to like guide parents? And this isn't a bad thing for parents who don't know gaming. No, I mean it's they don't need they shouldn't need to know right everything. But if you're gonna buy your kids something, you might want to do a little more research. Exactly, it's like there's a switch and then there's a switch light, and then you have to explain to the parent like, well, the switch light is cheaper, but it has less features, and then you have to think, well, this little Tommy want to play on a TV or is he only portable? So it, it just becomes mm-hmm. confusing. And then the colors, like which color does little Tommy want? And it's just, uh, it becomes a whole ordeal. I'm glad we've given all the kids uh, the the name and persona of little Tommy. Little we should Tommy. just, that's going to be their name for now on. And we reference that it's going to be little Tommy. Tommy. So, uh, but yeah, that, that kind of wraps up our thoughts on the switch light, but it, to Clearly me, we're against it. <laughs> well, I'm not. No, I'm not against it. No, no. Because there's been some toxic people on on Twitter, like really? saying, like, "Yeah, people have been hating this. People Aww, are just poor pe- Nintendo. People are just like, this is stupid. This is dumb. We are not. Mm-hmm. I just want to make it clear, we're not like hating on the system. We're just we like just disagree with the. Yeah, we we just disagree with their decision to make it, but we're not like against it. If you want one, yeah, go for it. Go for I'm it. I don't judge you. It's we just don't shame. It's just not for us. It's just yeah. It's just not the switch for me. And I just don't see the point of it. But, like, for people that hate on it, like they have been on Twitter, on, on all social media pages, it's kind of insane. Like, it's kind of insane yeah. what they say about the Switch Lite. And it's yeah. just like, listen, buy it or don't buy it. The, that's the thing. That's my choice. I see the Switch Lite. My options are to buy it or do not buy it. My option, my, my choice is don't buy it. <laughs> my option. Not your option, but my option. Or my choice. Don't buy it. But you can buy it. So... I think. Any other thoughts about this? Um, no, I think we've we're good. Yeah. Let's just jump into our final segment of the podcast. Talkie time. So during talkie time, we like to get a topic from the gaming industry, and we like to talk about uh, how it affects you, how it affects uh, us, and just you know have a nice, lively conversation about uh, a gaming industry topic. Now, we've done two parts of Marriage and Gaming, which I will link in the description down below if you would like to catch up on that. I listened to part one, and wow, we've grown as podcasters. Uh, oh, that's good. You, uh, we don't have a video version of part two, but part one, you can look at this set, and then you can look at part one set, and it's actually right over there uh, where we used to record. Through that door that you can't see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's talk about this marriage and gaming part three, and we're going to be talking about how this gaming show actually brought us together as a couple. And we've now been married for three years, July 16th. So let's talk about this, how, how this show actually brought us closer together. What, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Um, I think it, it kind of gave us more to talk about. Yeah. Um, not that we've run out of things to talk about, but we have been together for 10 years. Yeah. So 
there's really no history to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it gave us more to talk about in a sense that like you can talk to games, yeah, talk about games to me, and like I don't tune it out. Yeah, you know, and you feel open enough to talk about games with me, yeah, because you know I know what you're talking about now. I yeah. can actually participate in the conversation. Right. Whereas before he would talk about games, I would like, oh, is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't really know what he's talking about. So I think that's a huge aspect of um that this show brought us together because it did help me get into gaming more and mm-hmm. got me learning about the gaming community and gaming culture and just everything like that. Yeah, exactly. And and that's just it. It's like uh, talking about how it gives us more to talk about like she said, we've been together for uh, 10 years at this point. Yeah. Uh, we dated for seven and a half years before we got married. And now we've been married for three years. Uh, and when you're together for that long, you start to run out of things to talk about or you start to talk about the same things. Mm-hmm. But with the with the video podcast or with the gaming podcast, it kind of gives you at least once a week, at least once a week, just to come together and talk about a subject yeah. and just build something together. Yeah. yeah. And in this particular case, it's about gaming. And I think gaming gives you so much to talk about with your significant yeah. other. I feel like not even just gaming, but when a couple does something together, mm-hmm. like when they're into something together, like if it's pottery or painting yeah. or movies or things like that some like there's always things changing whether it's technology or ways Mm -hmm. to do it or designs or ideas things like that as when a couple's doing something like that together when they have a hobby that's the same Mm -hmm. it does give you something to talk about it's another subject for you guys to discuss other than oh honey how was your day yeah exactly and you kind of get stuck in that rut when you get uh early on to marriage just because you know how was your day that's good and you just kind of get into that rut and you yeah. want to avoid it. And that's where uh, video games and gaming in general or even just podcasting in yeah. general. Like it, I said, a hobby. Yeah. Some sort uh, of hobby. I mean, not like this is a hobby, but. Yeah. But but that's the thing. Uh, that That's actually my second note. Let's, let's just jump into that. It, it actually turns like how this gaming podcast brought us more together. It took our hobby. It took our hobby. It took our talking point. And we actually want to build a brand with yeah. that hobby. And to build a brand with your significant other, right, it, it, it's that teamwork, it's that effort, and you have to come together and communicate to build that brand from your hobby. So it's turning that hobby mm-hmm. into a brand. And you want to talk about a little bit how we've, uh, how we've communicated in that uh, hobby into a brand? Yeah, I mean, like, I lost my train of thought. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> So it wasn't, it started as a hobby, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also important to mention that now it's not even just a hobby. It's a shared dream. Exactly. Like it's now it's something that we're both working towards and we both have the same goal in mind. And it's something that we can both like Mm -hmm. dream with each other. And that's like really big because you hear so many couples say like, oh, I could never work with my husband. Yeah. I never understood that. I could never work with my spouse. I would kill them. And I get a little taken back by that. And maybe it's just our history. Like we did a lot of long distance when we were dating. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's that fact that because we didn't, we spent so many years not seeing each other every day. Um, But I don't know. I can't wait to work with you every day. Like, you know, like I, I love him. Ah, (laughs) Attack. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, I love 
working with Adam and it grew from a hobby into this dream by like we talk about it mm-hmm. all the time and we discuss what we want like we might have different um, ideas of what the future looks like and that gives us something to talk about we like well I think this is a good right route to go and this is what I'm thinking and this is what you're thinking mm-hmm. so it's just opening up so many different tunnels of conversation that you can go in and yeah um it's really fun seeing the, like the a planning dream. stages yeah it's really fun seeing the dream between uh, between us like grow and mm-hmm. one day we'll get to see it and that'll be so cool and that's the thing is just that um i didn't want to marry somebody that is just um a glorified cheerleader or just like uh i had to do everything just to just to make her, uh her love me back or, or anything like that I, I wanted somebody that I could build a future with, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want somebody. And, and, uh, one of my friends made this really awesome quote when he, and when he came to speak with, uh, with our youth group, uh, there were some questions about dating and he said, well, you don't want to date somebody when you're running the race of life. You don't want to date somebody that's still back at the starting line, still tying their shoes, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and that's exactly what I thought about. You know, I want to build. I want somebody to build a brand with and build a future with. And us doing this gaming podcast together as a married couple, like that, that's just that dream coming together. We want mm-hmm. to build something, a build a future together. And yeah, talking a little bit about that is just that we don't want to build this games and groceries together. We don't want to build this to become famous or to become. We just want to build our family's future and to yeah. finally actually work together. We we want to make a career. We want to make a brand. We want to make a significant impact together yeah. in this world. Uh, if the fame comes with that, oh, so be it, you know, that would be something wonderful. But, <laughs> and, and that's the thing talking about growth and, t- and talking about the, the way uh, we grow together and build a brand together uh coming back to video games and coming back to marriage and gaming mm-hmm. video games should never be the something that's in between you and it affects your marriage's growth mm-hmm. right video games shouldn't stand in the way of your growth in marriage right and you want to talk a little bit about that yeah i mean everyone like a lot of people especially maybe the older generation look at video games as something that like a toxic husband would mm-hmm. do. Like you're not considered a man. Oh, can I jump in real quick? Sure. Cause I talked about this on the podcast. Remember that small group at the church I, I went to in between yeah. churches. Yeah. So I would just want to describe it again. So I went to this, um, men's only, uh, Bible study thing. And it's like, Oh, th- talking about the issues of manhood, which can be taken nicely, you know, because, Men in America do face an issue mm-hmm. of uh, of overworking and overcompensating. And tr- it's, just, it's just trying to put on this image of like, I'm strong and all this and trying to take that down a little bit. So, yeah, sure. But this men's group, however, I still remember it was it was like the first meeting and they showed this movie clip. It, it showed this like a uh, seminar clip. And it was just this guy, right? And he was playing his video games all awkward, like like this. If you're watching on YouTube, like he was like just like super ah. extra. And his tie was undone, and he was in his boxers, but with just an undone dress shirt. And we we're just like, "What's happening?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm almost a level 50." And so his wife comes in and says, "Why aren't you dressed? Why aren't you ready? This award ceremony means a lot to me." 
And he's like, oh, come on, we're almost streaming the castle, blah, blah, blah. And he st does stupid stuff like that. Yeah. And so the whole point of this video is that saying, like, the whole point of the video was actually to say that if your husband plays video games, if he's just a, a man child, uh, he's actually not going to be a good husband to you or whatever. And I'm just like sitting there like, what the crap? And so now because it's the first meeting, we're going around the table talking about our hobbies. It gets to me. Hi, my name is Adam. And I'm going to say it, my hobby is video games. And the whole table like laughs a little bit thinking I'm joking. I'm like, no, I mean, like I'm into video games. And so I come back and I tell it to Liz. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm such a bad husband. You don't tell it to me. You walk into like you sat uh, down yeah. on the couch and you're like, hun, am I a bad husband? Mm -hmm. Is that, I'm like, no. Why would you say that? Like I was concerned. I was like, what happened? And he goes, but you know. Are you sure? Because cause I play video games. <laughs> and I was, I was just, just joking. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? And then he tells me that story. I was like, you got to be kidding yeah. me. But I play video games. How am I a, how am I a good husband? Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, coming back to what you were saying, I just wanted to jump in yeah. and describe that. But but honestly, video yeah. games can come into the way of marriage growth. Yeah. And you can become, become that kind of spouse where it doesn't matter which party yeah. of the relationship you can become toxic in that way, but it doesn't automatically say that video games will impact marriage growth. It's, yeah. it's not like a, a prophecy. So, yes. And that's what I was saying. Like, mm -hmm. it's often seen as like anyone who plays video games is automatically not going to be a good spouse. Mm -hmm. Whereas it only gets to that point if you're putting video games above your spouse. Now, like the guy in that video you watched. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not a good husband. Sure. Like, your wife is winning an award, a very fancy award, apparently, mm -hmm. and you're playing video games in your boxers. Yeah. Probably not a good husband. Mm -hmm. um, but video games, that shouldn't be how it is. If you like video games and your spouse or partner doesn't, mm -hmm. you just have to find that good balance where you're g still giving them good attention. Because I had a friend um, before, when I was younger, I had a friend, her boyfriend, we were playing video games. She's like, he's not texting me he's mm -hmm. not texting me back he's probably playing video games yeah i'm just like and i was just like okay yeah like and she would complain to me and like ask me what to do i'm just like tell him it bothers you that's all i can tell you do like i don't that's the thing like, it's just call him out yeah call him out but and I, and then my theory has always been and i've always held to this is you can't be angry with someone mm -hmm. if you don't tell them that that makes you angry so once you tell them this next time they do it go ahead be angry but you yeah. can't be angry if they don't know it makes you angry but anyway, back to what I back to the actual topic. Yeah. Um, if you're that you know that person, do consider your partner or spouse mm -hmm. that you know they might not like video games and they don't want to sit around and watch you play video games all day. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like early on in our marriage, like just because I w I was going through a lot of stress in the job that I was currently at, then I played a ton, a ton, a ton of Skyrim. <laughs> Like a lot of Skyrim, just yeah, because Skyrim is definitely just my emotional state where just like if I can't think of anything else, I'm in Skyrim. Yeah. Like if I don't want to think about the world, I just I just play Skyrim. But that did come into the way of our marriage growth because that was like year one of our marriage. Yeah. Year one of our marriage. And I was just I did. I wasn't communicating the stress I was under in my job. And uh, and when I was talking about stress, I mean emotional stress to the point where I was 
I was so paranoid I wouldn't even leave my house. Yeah. Like if it, if it wasn't to work, I I just need, needed to stay in because I was paranoid about the people who were going to see me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. Like instead of communicating that to my spouse or to my partner, you know, video games came in the way of impacting the marriage growth because I wasn't communicating. I was only communicating to yeah to Skyrim yeah. and to the Jarl. Yeah, like he, I saw him playing and I didn't care because I was watching Netflix. But he right. didn't tell me that that was the reason. He yeah. didn't tell me that we weren't going out shopping or out to eat or anything like that because mm-hmm. he was paranoid. Like, yeah. he just played video games. And I was like, oh, he's, you know, stressed. That's all I figured. He was just stressed. Yeah. You know, so they shouldn't be a substitute for actually confronting yeah. your emotions, especially when it comes to, when, especially when your emotions impact someone else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Later on down the line, I did mention to you why mm-hmm. I am playing yeah. Skyrim so much. Yeah. Um, but at first, I just didn't. I just wanted to just, you know, I just needed to be mm-hmm. alone. Now, that's the other thing. Sometimes in your marriage, you just need to be alone, but you need to communicate that with your spouse, with your partner. And you need to communicate that, that you do need some time away, mm-hmm. but you can't just say, I, I need, need to not look at your face right now. Right. <laughs> It's all about that communication, yeah. but sometimes video games can get in the way of it's sometimes it can. I'm yeah. not trying to be that dude in a video clip like, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. but <laughs> that's the thing. Like it can get in the way, but video games shouldn't be in the way. But like the other two points we we're talking about, video games can bring you closer together yeah. if you allow video games to get you closer together. But yeah. at the same time, on the other edge of the sword, it can bring you farther apart. Yeah. Now, talking about bringing us together and not bringing us farther apart, talking about this uh, gaming podcast is that it allowed us to be more of a team. And you have to understand that each of, of these podcast episodes is a team effort. It's no it's no individual. This isn't Adam's show. This isn't Liz's show. This isn't Floki's show, even though he wants it to be his show. Yeah. So sleepy. On the other side of this camera, like Floki is just passed out on the couch. He's just knocked out. So cute. So, talking about that, um, what what would you say your role is on this on this podcast? I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you because you've been saying off camera, like I don't know, like. Well, yeah. So yeah. I struggle a lot because Adam kind of does all the talking points. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with the top, like, well, we kind of pick up the topics together, but he does, mm-hmm. he researches gaming news, keeps up with the Twitter, keeps up with the Instagram, mm-hmm. make sure as we watch a movie, because I'm a very forgetful person and I won't think about it till we're sitting here doing it. Yeah. Um, so he does do a lot of what I feel to be a lot of the work. Whereas, I mean, I think uh, I'm like, oh, I do editing. I'm like, but that's like an hour here, an hour there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think of that as work because it's not, it's like one day of work. Whereas he's like, it's day and day in and day out and constant. So, um, I never think of my role as that big. But I think it <laughs> is just because this is games and groceries. This is Adam and Liz. Like uh, you as the listener, if you've been listening to us for a long while, just imagine this show just being Adam. That's it. Now, picture that in your head and picture the horrors that I would say in your ear holes and just like screaming in your head like, why? where's Liz to calm Adam down? He's out of control. 
And, and on the same front, you know, only Liz. That would be so boring. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> no, I am. It would be so boring. In, but that's the thing. <laughs> is This is an Adam and Liz show. Now, Liz does a lot more than what she's uh what she's saying is that one, she she edits the audio, she edits the video. Soon we're gonna be focusing way more on YouTube. So there's gonna be a lot more video editing for her. But she also takes me down a notch where I have these grander ideas where where to take the episodes and where to take the show. And it's just so out of control. Whereas Liz is like, let's get realistic. I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Whereas with me, I, I push her to be yeah. better and greater and yeah. more energetic. And confident. So she pushes me down and I push her up. So we're balanced. Yeah. And and that's the thing with this gaming podcast is that we build each other up to be a team that the games and groceries might as well be called Adam and Liz. There's no Adam. There's no Liz. It is games and groceries, you know. So in talking about that, talking about pushing ourselves down and up, you push me more down than anything else. And then it's well, okay. That sounds bad. <laughs> make me sound terrible. No, let me let me explain this to the listeners before I make my next point. I need, I need to be pushed down. His ego is the size of the sun. It, it really is. If somebody doesn't push me down, my ego is so insane. Like... I, I needed you dating because so many people <laughs> like I, I was a lead guitarist in a metal band. Uh, I, I wasn't allowed to be in sports because my GPA was too low. But if I was in sports, he thinks he's the greatest. Yeah, I'm I'm the LeBron James of every single sport that there's, there's no. ever existed. But I needed you to push me down to get me on a more realistic level. But now here's the thing. My final. Uh, well, Next to final note, uh, this uh, marriage in a gaming podcast, it actually forces you to expose your flaws and build your communication on it. Now, we've talked about this a little bit uh, on this very episode, but it does. Like, if you work with your spouse, it forces you to expose your flaws, but you have to communicate about it. If you see a flaw within your spouse, and by flaw, I mean like with Liz. Uh, she she's very timid she's very um shy in the way where she doesn't want she doesn't want to put out her real self which is super loud and talky and crazy and i see that flaw where she thinks that she's uh she's not as energetic but i need to build on that and uh and say like listen this is this is where what you think you are, but you're so much greater. You're so gorgeous, and you're an angel Aww, in the skies. You're so sweet. Ah, you get brownies. Yay! Legal brownies. Legal brownies. Legal brownies, not Amsterdam brownies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what now? Now I said a flaw about you. What's a flaw about me that you had to expose? <laughs> <laughs> you can be a little loud. What? There are so many times where we, when we first started, I was like, you need to not yell. Like, it was funny because when we first started, I remember saying, I'm like, I need to bring my mic closer. Mm -hmm. We need to sit yours back a little bit. Why would you Because say he would be like shouting into his mic. <laughs> Look, I'm shouting now and it's still not as big as his sound <laughs> waves. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was that was one thing that I remember we had to work on. I was like, I'm like, you can be energetic. I'm like, you don't need to be that energetic. Yeah. As um, I'm drinking a, a monster right now. Well, that's because you're sleepy. Yeah. But right before we recorded this episode, I was like, 
I don't know if I'm going to stay awake the entire episode. So instead of tea, I usually have tea just to like calm me down a little mm-hmm. bit. But this time I have monster. So yeah, it, it balances out. But that's the thing when you're when you're starting to build a brand you're in. Honestly, Games and Groceries someday will be a business and we want to build that business to impact this world. But to build a business, to build a brand, you need to find the flaws within that brand and not be afraid to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this isn't really about gaming necessarily, but this is about gaming podcast, building a brand within video games. And you need to expose those flaws or else those flaws will always exist. And there goes your brand, right? Mm -hmm. There's flaws within this very podcast, this podcast format that we're still tweaking around. Um, and, And that's just it. You can't be afraid to see the flaws in your relationships and... Kindly and politely expose them. Please do not uh, harass your significant other. So I had to make that loud (laughs) and clear, politely. Like a say, You look fat in that video. That's mean. You will die. But (laughs) that's just it. It's just like um, it when you when you build a gaming podcast. I I think that or any podcast or any yeah. sort of medium it, it forces you to expose the flaws mm-hmm. and that's what this gaming podcast has done for us is that it's it's giving us a new outlet to build each other up into better people and, and just better communicators yeah uh, one, one of my other flaws is that i am not so great with my words i'm not so great with my words and i need liz to communicate translate. to translate for me <laughs> Um, I get myself in so much trouble because I don't word things right. Like I worry about him when he's in meetings or when he goes to church things without me. Yeah. Because when he's like, oh yeah, I'll tell him that. I'm like, oh, he's not going to say it right. Yeah. And then when he comes home and says their reaction, I'm like, well, did you say it like this? Mm-hmm. Like, did you explain it right? Did you say all the points? Cause like they're trying to, we're talking to people after church and mm-hmm. he says something. I'm like, well, he means, he means like this or like, I won't say he means, but like I'll, kind of slip in a correction and that and that's just <laughs> it, it just gets tongue-tied a little bit i get tongue-tied and i don't think and that's why i need you on this podcast so that if i say something like whoa wait wait listeners adam hold up <laughs> yeah like i'll give you an example in our uh premarital counseling and we were being um and we were being counseled by a female pastor and i think they were talking about kids like she was talking about kids and like i was i was just being brought it like oh like what do you guys think about kit and i was like being like put on the spot here and when i'm being put on the spot that's when i say things that are stupid <laughs> and i said like well i you know i just think that you know i'm not rushing kids because um and like i didn't really have a reason like it was just like i just felt like i was too young but what came out was well it's because i'm a man and i think females are just you know, they're on the internal clock and they just need babies. <laughs> and that did not go over so well. Ooh. And I and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was just like pale white. And she's like, excuse me. And that's where Liz just jumped in. What he means <laughs> is that he's an idiot. <laughs> and but that's the thing. It's just like your my communication skills like need to improve. And that was a flaw in me. And through this podcast, that was a flaw, you know, that needed yeah. to be exposed. Excuse me. I had the burp. That was a flaw. Now, let's finally talk about 
our last point and let's bring it back to marriage and gaming. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that like this this podcast, right, brought you more into gaming, brought you more into understanding what video games actually are and mm-hmm. how how like exciting they can be. And that's with marriage and gaming. Gaming is for absolutely everybody. And there's there's bound to be a video game where you and your significant other you enjoy together mm-hmm. because there there has to be an overlap. You you have to think about it that there's games of all different different sorts of genres, gameplay, storytelling, artworks, uh, different systems, and it, it's such a broad term. Video games is not just no longer uh, arcade games and Atari games. It's just ridiculously a lot of genres Mm -hmm. and for us our um together genres are story driven games yeah um you know to get more specific life is strange and that's exactly why we do life is strange episodes every single time they come out because me and liz enjoy life is strange together and that's something we play together and discuss it and that's why we do a life is strange episode every time a new life is strange episode comes out uh but yeah, and, and that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing I had to have you understand. That's what I'm talking about the podcast and starting the podcast. Yeah. Is that you are a gamer. You like Sims. You like Life is Strange. You love video games. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you would you agree with that? That there's like there's a video game for everybody. Yeah. I was actually going to say earlier that like if you struggle with like your spouse not understanding or spouse or partner not understanding video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. If you struggle with that, that's, you know, try introduce them. Find a game that you think they would enjoy. Think about their likes and their dislikes and think of a game. And then, you know, try and say, like, I really think you would like this. And I'm sorry, Adam was trying to press the record button on the camera because it went out and it was the funniest thing. He could not figure out what button it was. Um, Anyway. Yeah. But if you struggle with bringing them into that world, try finding a game that you think they would like. If they're like me and they really like, they prefer to watch TV or Netflix, try something like Life is Strange. Because mm-hmm. that really is what did me in for video games. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I yeah. can make the decisions. Yeah. Especially when I got um, Until Dawn. Because mm-hmm. I love horror movies and I love movies in general. I'm like, I get to make the choices in the movie. Yeah. Mm. So, um <laughs> But, yeah, definitely finding something that you both enjoy can bring you just that much closer. Yeah. And that that's the other thing, just to let you know, a possible future in the uh, YouTube channel is Let's Play videos and live streams of us uh, uh, playing video games. That's a maybe just because we really only have time in the week to upload one other video, but we definitely want to give you way more content than you're mm-hmm. getting right now. So that's definitely a plan for the future. It's just a matter of making time for it. Let me know if you want to see my mad Sim skills. Your mad Sim skills. Uh, Lizzie's Let's Plays of Sims. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, just ending this conversation off, exactly what Liz said is that you're going to find something that you together can play because it is absolutely impossible that – there's no overlap, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can unite together. There's movies that you like, but there's also video games that you like. And the beauty about video games is that it's interactive mm-hmm. that you together are achieving a goal in a game world. And it's something that just once again, 
talking about this. It brings you together. Uh, just like this gaming podcast brought us together, you know, just playing video games together brings us together because it's a goal that we need, we need to achieve. And it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's just a good family event. But I think we can uh, wrap up this week's episode. So this has been uh, Marriage of Gaming Part 3. And we want to just do Part 3 just because our three-year uh, wedding anniversary is coming up on Tuesday. So uh, Tuesday, July 16th. Good job. For the future. You want to tell them what we're doing? Um, did we decide? Yeah, like, we're, we're going to Long Beach, but we're going to an Irish pub in Long Beach, and then we're going to walk on the beach after dinner. Yeah, nice little sunset. Maybe kick some crabs. Um, I don't think there's any crabs. I will find them, on and the I will shoreline. I will crush their skulls. No, they don't have skulls. Do they have skulls? Do crabs have well, skulls? Well, it's an exoskeleton. Write it down in the comments below. Do crabs have skulls? Anyway. May I crush the skulls of my enemies? <laughs> We're going to end it here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's, let's just end it here. So we just remind you once again, first off, if you're watching us on YouTube, definitely subscribe to us down below. If you enjoy these episodes, subscribe to us and ring that bell so that you can always be notified when a new episode comes out. Comes out. And if you enjoy this episode, if you really enjoy this episode, uh, click that like button because that like button will actually tell the algorithm, oh, people actually enjoy this content. We want to send it to more people. So clicking that like button actually helps us out a lot, right? And also write down in the comments below, what did you enjoy about this episode? What are your thoughts about uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite, about the movie that we talked about, some topics that we talked about as well? Write it down in the comments. I read all of your comments and I take it to heart. So definitely write in comments. We love to read it. We love to interact with you. And finally, social media, Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. That is the official Twitter handle of the podcast, but you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can uh, follow us individually, be friends with us, message us, love us. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. Find us on our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can look at all the episodes, find out where you can listen to the episodes. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Read some articles that I write. I'm going to get back into article writing, but I really packed on my, my schedule for this summer. So I don't it's know. It's been a rough summer. It has been. Um, Maybe we'll get back to writing them in September. Yeah, probably September just because we're doing this. We're going to get a few more guests on the podcast. Mm -hmm. The next guest we're going to have is, you know what? I will wait. The next guest is going to be a surprise, but I'm, I'm enjoying this guest. Um, but yeah, so... Definitely check out the website. And finally, if you can rate and review us, if you're listening to us on the audio versions, uh, rate us on iTunes, uh, write, write a good uh, review about us. And if you would like me to uh, read your review on the podcast, just email us, contact at gamesandgroceries.com and just say, hey, Adam, can you read the podcast in this voice? And please type out in this voice. How do you spell that? Find out. Write it down in the comments below. So... Or describe the voice you would like them to do it in. Yeah. You can just describe it. I can't do Donald Duck or he any other voices. He can't do accents. Just letting you know. Well, he can. He just doesn't know what accent he's doing. Yeah. I'm not going to try it on the we'll podcast, let, though. We'll let you test that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you had fun listening to this episode. And we also hope that you have a fantastic week. We hope to have you back next week. Have a good one. 